All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Good morning. All right, welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. and Brandon Newman here as always. Brandon, we got an interesting one today, man. This is, I, I think, kind of the beauty as we are now rolling into episode three of this. And I promise I'll stop announcing the episode number at the beginning of all these once we get out of the first week. Will it's like you? That. Well, I think it's like Happy New Year, how there's that limit right. on the week or so after New Year's where you're allowed true, to true, say true, that true, in true, casual true. greeting. We're allowed to reference like first through fifth. And then when we get to week two, like maybe we I'll slip and say a week two. But after that, you got to hold me accountable because I can't be doing that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Once once we get past this first week, we, we, we're focusing on the days. You know what I mean? It's mental Monday. We in your ear. Let's get to work. You know what I'm saying? See, all right, so Brandon's defaulting to old habits here. So take, when Brian take when Tuesdays. Bri- <laughs> We got to remix it for the job now here because when Brian Kelly got to Notre Dame, one of the things is like a new coaching staff comes in, a lot of them will put their signage up in the building and do all that. They came with, you know, mental Monday, intense Tuesday, working Wednesday, perfect practice Thursday, focus Friday, successful Saturday, and then what was it, assessment Sunday? No, it's, I believe it was perfect practice Sunday. No, it wasn't. No. Perfect practice Thursday. Okay. We didn't practice on Sunday. Mental. (laughs) Oh, was it? Was it restful Sunday? I think Sunday was just the Lord's Day. (laughs) It wasn't Jesus. It was Jesus Sunday. Yeah. It's just you look up and it's a picture of touchdown Jesus wherever the signage was. Yahweh Sunday. I think I thought it was (laughs) Yahweh Sunday. (laughs) I thought it was something like it was something about resting up. Exactly. Stay, stay your ass what? at home Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a free Sunday. He took basketball uh, away from us. Um, yeah, <laughs> today's episode. Listen, today, episode today's episode is going to be a fun four. one. We're we've got a very special situation coming up here because my point of bringing up how early in the podcast life cycle we were is. As we start to plan these days out, we had the cool opportunity today and the chance to talk to our good friend Katie Nolan. Now, 
everyone might know Katie Nolan from a different spot along the way, from you know her time at Garbage Time when she was at Fox, from Always Late when she was at ESPN Sports, the podcast that starts with a question and ends with a question mark. And now what she is doing that I am fascinated by and like super proud as as a friend, as we both are of her, of being a part of the new Friday Night Baseball booth for Apple TV Plus that is, you know, doing something different, including a voice of someone who is not a traditional analyst in that broadcast booth. And so we get a chance to talk to Katie about that, which I'm pretty excited about. And I think most people would be interested in too, because Brandon, we're kind of in that time where post Manning cast, we're seeing some of these alternate booths pop up, right? ESPN does the K rod booth with Michael K and Alex Rodriguez. You have this, you've got, you know, all of these spinoffs that are trying to match, you know, the energy that we've seen in like the coaches room of the college football playoff or college football national championship simulcast and stuff. Everyone's looking at a second screen at, at some point in time, but now these streaming networks are getting in and getting some A-list talent. Like, I, 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 I gave you your flowers when this whole thing was matriculating and coming to existence, and I was like, honestly, DraftKings got a real one. Like, DraftKings, like, is fortunate to have Mike Gullick Jr. on the roster, and I, I'm, I'll be happy to, to help any way I possibly can. Like, Apple TV Plus, baseball – Friday Night Baseball? Yo. They got themselves a real one with Katie Nolan. Like, like whatever spot they're trying to fill, I think she adds an element to the game that I enjoy watching. Yeah, well, and I think that's the point, right? And and, and I, I don't know. I'll just be very curious how that's going for her because it's also a difficult thing to step into. Like, the broadcast booth in general was something I was fortunate to get to be a part of while I was at ESPN calling college football. And even then, you know, when you're doing it normally, you get a fair amount of backlash because I'm always fascinated by the fan response to what you see in different broadcast booths. Even the other night when I was watching baseball, um, I think it was Sunday Night Baseball this past week when we had the Phillies and the Mets playing and you had the broadcast booth going down and interviewing Francisco Lindor like we talked about. Like I'm always curious what the fan appetite is for stuff like that because right. a lot of times everyone kind of wants something different and so you're always going to find someone pissed off. Yeah, and that's the problem. I guess we're with the second screen. Everyone's looking to please a whole group of people that we never worried about before. People on the yeah. internet. We all, Nielsen ratings, like we never – took into consideration while making content the internet and now we live in this world where they're very real like these these interactions are real jake paul is now a boxer it's wild man that's what that's like that's the internet version of for some people ice cube is just the guy from ride along (laughs) or are you there are we there yet are we there yet? Yeah, like it, it's or just a movie is, star, like Ice Cube. Ice Cube's in uh, was Triple X? Wasn't he in Triple X once? Ice Cube was also honestly phenomenal in Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, phenomenal! Oh I mean, in Twenty One Jump Street, in most things, in, 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 in most, most things. things. But, but back to Katie. Yeah, but back, and I guess the whole point of this is today the podcast kind of gets to be a long form interview, <clears throat> and that's pretty cool so maybe some days it'll be like that and maybe some days it won't and we'll figure it out as we go here but uh uh again this is katie nolan and we hope you love her as much as we do the nba playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba 
This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot in an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GOJO. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code GOJO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Just something we're thinking about. Okay, do your little intro. I can't wait to see you guys do like play host. I'm very excited. All right, here we go. Two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr., Brandon Newman. As always, we have somehow found our way back here. And Brandon, it's a very special day today. It is, it is, it is. Because we realized the beauty of this podcast. Now we are on our third podcast of our existence as a show. I thought it was two. I thought this was, you bumped me to three? Yeah, so this is where it gets awkward now is this has already been a winding road to get us to this point. And we don't have a set format yet. We started Monday with draft recap and basketball stuff. We brought Field Gates on. He was fantastic. Tuesday, Brandon and I just did a pod together. It was just Mm -hmm. us basking in our presence, enjoying each other's company here. And now, Wednesday, we are ready Mm -hmm. to turn it over to our second guest, who we are very excited to have here, but who now also appears very upset to find out that she is the second guest on the third day. It's it's because you, when you said second guest, I was like, oh, he's redeeming himself. He's reminding me that I'm not, I didn't get bumped to third guest. Mm-mm. I just got bumped back so the two of you could do a little, I get it. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. Hi, I'm Katie. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Katie Nolan. <laughs> if you can't tell by now, Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV Plus's very own That's Katie right. Nolan, TV lady. How did, By the way, how does that just like sound at this point here? And you've had so many titles. Still nuts. No, yeah, it's nuts. I don't think a single person has ever um, thought... No one saw this one coming, me included. Uh, I never thought with all the things I've done in my career that I would get closer to the game. I thought they'd keep pushing me away from it. And the fact that they invited me to, um, like, I'm physically at the game in, like, a capacity that requires me to, like, have a pass And, like, I'm meeting managers before games. Like, I'm official. And I don't think anybody saw that coming, which is part of why I'm so, I mean, terrified of it, but also excited about it. Because what the hell? I'm in the booth. I want to talk a lot Congratulations. about that. Yeah, because so we much. are, Thank like, so first off, genuinely very excited for you. I remember yes. being with you, uh, you and I and Pablo You Torre. were one of the first people that I asked that I was, because I was really on the fence. And I was like, ah, we went out to dinner with you, me, Pablo. And I was like, hey, can I throw something out there? And please don't tell anybody because I'm not supposed to tell anybody. I think I might get in the booth. Is that crazy? And then I watched both of their faces uh, and then made my decision. <laughs> but it wasn't a definite yes until that dinner. So... Wow, that actually had an effect. I just figured mm-hmm. you needed to like hear yourself say it out loud off a sounding board here. Mm-mm. I figured we just refracted sound well enough. Mm, no, I just needed to see if your faces would do the like, 
it would betray you and make the face that was like you should not do oh my god that's so cool like i just wanted to see if you guys were gonna lie it was a test of the job uh offer but it was also a test of our friendship and Mm -hmm. we passed both so um so we did it so i said yes and then started like four days later like right after we had that talk the first game was like the next day so um it came together very quickly but it's very exciting don't the best things come together kind of quickly yes yeah yeah because then i wouldn't otherwise i would have had time to overthink it which you definitely don't want but it would have been nice to you know meet my booth companions whatever my team my what is that called yeah Sure. It would have been nice to meet them before we went live um, on on Apple TV Plus, calling a baseball game, which I've never done in my life. So that part would have been nice. But the the rest of it, look, you learn as you go. Um, Levitard once described it to me when he left. He was like, it was like building a plane while already in the air. Mm. It's like falling through the air and having to build yourself up. And I'm like, you know what? No better way to like make you have to get the thing done, make you have to get better than like, yeah, you're doing it. You're live doing it right now. So you better get better every week, which has been my goal, which is why I have pages on pages on pages oh, of look notes. At those notes. Of oh my God. That I've been like, work. Of course I opened to an empty page, but of like things I'm learning and relearning and taking notes on like, dude, I got notes and you're gonna on notes. You're going to fill up the empty page. Notes. I'm not yeah. even worried about that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having faith in me. So your your like Rocket League consumption has had to take a massive hit, right? A huge hit. And look, I have yet to um win a championship in in a tournament and I'm upset. I deserve that. My brother has now won a tournament. He has a little banner that says like season whatever tournament winner. And oh, I'm wow. like, not me. Not me. I stink now because I went and got a job like an idiot. <laughs> don't I mean I'm not I was gonna I was gonna say don't job suck, which would have been a bad place. But Except bad this avenue one. to say that. Except yes, this yes. one. But yes. like most do, they are work. So you better. Well, I'll, it's, I'll, it's great if you get a cool one, but they also they're still at some point they do all boil down to being work. Yeah, I, I don't want to make this about me, but I feel I you do. on the the start the starting the new thing like podcasting. Yes, I've done podcasts once a week. I've done them twice a week. Every effing day. It's a lot, dude. Every day content is a lot. Every day. It's having been, something it's interesting been, to say every it's day. Been, it's been like working out. It's like, okay, let's just get mm-hmm. in the gym. All you got to do mm-hmm. is just get in there and then you can start touching on weights and maybe walk up the Stairmaster until somebody notices how tired you are mm-hmm. and you slowly get off. But uh, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Mike, Mike's at home though. But, but well, so this actually all feels right at home though on all this because I'm just reminded now looking mm-hmm. at Brandon and Katie in this Zoom feed that this was actually how I met Katie was mm-hmm. through Brandon mm-hmm. and the bit I used to do with Katie every time I saw her when she first got to ESPN. I met Katie at the Houston Super Bowl back mm-hmm. in the day through Brandon and every time I would see Katie after that, I would assume that she forgot meeting me from the last time and I would walk up to her and say, hey Katie, I'm Mike Golick Jr. I'm Brandon Newman's friend who you work with at FS1 and I feel like it took that only four times for Katie to want to stab me. No, I finally was oh. just like, Eyes, when I would see you, I'd be like, hey, Brandon Newman's friend. I know you. Like, I just had to get out ahead of it. But, uh, yeah, you two, uh, seeing that you two are reunited uh, made me very, very happy. This is going to be a good podcast. Maybe not yet, you know, but yeah, it will no, get no, there. We'll get yeah. there, and people just have to give it time. Well, I yeah, I mean, that, that's... Katie. That's hopefully the goal. Like we didn't want, we yeah. didn't want to be what we're supposed to be yet. Like, and I, that's right. That's fair. 
I don't know. I feel like as someone we just talked about. So, Katie, for you, especially in the last like year. Mm-hmm. So you left ESPN in what September of 2021. I don't know. Some, sometime around I have that. No sometime, idea. I, I like how I'm the saying last that. Like I didn't. Have been one month that all look exactly the same. Every day in my memory looks exactly the same. I have no idea. Well, but I, if you say 2021, that sounds right. Well, I mean, walk me through that because you and I have talked some like off air and away from this, but just how that's all been for you because you're obviously someone who was such a big prominent face in so many people's ears, TVs, digital TVs for so long. And then you kind of had a period where you stepped back for a little bit. You got to take some time away. And I'm just always curious what that experience is like for everybody because not everyone gets it. Yeah. um, Well, if we want to just stick with the good parts, um, the good parts are that it makes you, uh, I don't know, kind of, it forces you to acknowledge the reality of your life in a way that like, I think when we're working all the time, it's easy to never um, soak in the good or like never accept the compliment or never um, believe that you've achieved something because there's like a small part in a lot of us that thinks if we do that, that it's like, oh, I think I'm the greatest and I'm never going to grow and I'm whatever. And I think that like, uh, so when I stopped working, which was something I desperately didn't want to do, but at the same time, I think something inside of me was like, this isn't right anymore. <laughs> you have to go. Mm. Um, so when I stopped, it was like, at fir- the very first feeling is like, ooh, I don't have to work. I can do whatever I want to. And then after about seven days of that, which I thought was going to last a lot longer, seven days of that, you start to get really scared. Just um, like attached to nothing. Just kind of like this general doom and gloom anxiety of like, oh no, um, I have nothing to do to do and if nobody gives me anything to do I'm not going to do anything and the way that this ends is like I'm never going to do anything again and then that sort of built into a fever pitch where one day I kind of just um lost it I guess would be the nice way to say I just started like crying a lot uh and and I luckily have a very great emotional support system in my asleep dog but also my boyfriend who was like um look at all the things you've done Look at this list. He's like, you've won an Emmy. You've hosted two of your own. You were you were on YouTube in like 2012, and now, uh, seven years later or whatever it was, like you you've you've won an Emmy. You've hosted two shows on two different sports networks all by yourself. Um, like you've you've done it. So even if you never do it again, mm. you did it. Like it, it's you're. I I know you're not done, but I also know that like you give yourself a break. <laughs> You've been working, working, working and are so committed to this thing, but you're not thinking through like where it is you want to go and what you want to do. So then after that, I took kind of like, I tried to just be here now. I know that's like a, a thing people say a lot, but it was like in any given moment, don't worry about like where I was a year ago and what that looks like compared to this or where I might be in a year and what that looks like. It's like, just um, look at your dog and tell her you love her as much as you want to. Uh, soak up the fact that you get to hang out with her as much as you want, because I know there'll be a time in my life later when I can't, which is now, and I was right, and it sucks. But like, enjoy your life for what it is when it is that, so that you're not later being like, man, I shouldn't have wasted all those months off not enjoying myself. So... The long answer to what I think was your question is like um, taking time off was hard 
in a way I didn't really anticipate, but at the same time helped me better understand who I am and where I've been and also made me more open to where I could go. So when I got this job offer, as we've kind of alluded to, I was like, <clears throat> what? <clears throat> they want me to do what? <laughs> and then I talked to Apple and they sold me on it. And I was like, yeah, that actually, I think I could do that. And what so, was, you know, what was that like what? pitch to you in that? The pitch to me was that, uh, look, the conversation around baseball for a while has been, well, how do we speed up the game? How do we speed up the game? And I think Apple, and I'm not saying this is their company-wide approach, but the conversation I had with them, they were like, it's possible the game doesn't speed up. So what if we just accept how long the game is and we fill the downtime with other interesting things that could keep you watching a game? So for me, growing up, like... The selling point of baseball was my dad would take me to the game. He could teach me how to keep score while we watched because mm. there was enough time for him to show me things because oh, yeah. somebody would step out of the box a million times and he could be like, this is how you score that. Uh, and you could get up and get ice cream and maybe miss somebody getting on base, but it doesn't really matter because when you sit back down, you just look at the field and you understand what happened while you were gone. And it was just a sport that had no clock. And so it could take up your whole day or it could fly by and then you go and do other things. But it was always just the thing about baseball was a sport that didn't have a clock. And you would fill the space in between with like interesting things. My dad used to always, when we were at Red Sox games and I would, when I was little, and I would complain that I was bored. He'd be like, okay. You're bored because you're lazy. Right now, what you could be doing is going, if I'm the second baseman with a man on second, two outs. If I'm the second baseman and the ball gets hit to me in the air, what am I doing? If the ball gets hit to me on the ground, what am I doing? If you're in left field, what's the guy in left field thinking right now if the ball comes to him? And I was just like, huh, that is more interesting. And so all of that is to say, Apple's pitch to me was like, we want people who love the sport who are interested in the sport, who are entertaining, and who um, can make it more accessible to people who think that they don't like baseball. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying when they pitched it to me that way that I was like, I am the woman uniquely qualified <laughs> to do this. But it was like, I, I get it. And I think whenever... Um, and look, companies aren't always going to be honest with you. We should just say that up top. But I think whenever um, yeah. in a job offer, whenever somebody says something that resonates with you and goes, well, that does make a lot of sense to me on like a personal level, then it's like, look, if, if you got nothing else to do or if it's something that's really interesting to you, might as well take the shot. Now I'm learning um, the downsides are that, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but as a sport, baseball, not big on change. Oh, really? And yeah, so yeah. they've been, let's say, a little hesitant to mm. um, welcome in your girl with open arms. Uh, I'm experiencing a lot of things I thought I was past in my career. And I feel like, Brandon, mm. this might resonate with you in a way. That's like you kind of think, okay, I got through... For me, it's the misogyny. I got through the misogyny. I dealt with it. Now I have an Emmy and I've been here for a minute and I'm not going to have to deal with this. Any and then boom, there it is. It mm. comes right back. <laughs> the second that you don't know uh, somebody's ERA last season off the top of your head, which would be right. useless for me to know because I'm sitting next to Hunter Pence who won two World Series and Steven Nelson who is an encyclopedia of baseball knowledge. If what I'm bringing to the table is knowing someone's 
Jones ERA. Why am I there? I would be useless. What I bring to the table is like, hey, Ump's pants are really big. Are we ever going to talk about why they don't know how to hem their pants properly? Thank you. I, it's like, what are we doing? I understand them being baggy because they got to fit all the padding underneath them. There is no reason for there to be like three extra inches of fabric clustered up at the bottom beneath, uh, like right oh. by their shoe. It doesn't make any sense. And you know what? I've been thinking it, and so I'm going to say it. Uh, but yeah, so my goal, the, the point, I guess, is for me to be here and try to be like, look, if you like sports, you can like baseball. It's just maybe not, you've, it, some, baseball announcers have incredible voices, and they're like melodic in the True. way that they know exactly when to pause, when to let the game breathe, <clears throat> when to, and that is the hardest part of the job, is learning when to shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm getting a little bit better at it, but it's slow learning. Um... And they're great at what they do, and I, I don't want anything I'm saying to come off as, like, no. baseball announcing is boring. But I just, as somebody who's, like, uh, you know, has loved this sport for a while, and that that goes in one ear and out the other when they say all those numbers. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm here to watch the sport. I feel like a lot of people have turned recess into homework, and if that's mm. how they enjoy it, go for it. But that's not how I enjoy it. It's recess. Yes. It's games. It's anything yeah. can happen. So, like, predictive analytics and all of these advanced stats and stuff, I'm sure they're very interesting to people who are good with numbers. I'm not good with numbers. And so, to me, I don't want to know that the odds of this guy getting a hit are 15% because I... I want that guy to get that hit because that's what makes sports sports. And so um, I'm not trying to change the way anybody watches sports. I just feel like one night a week, especially Friday night when we're all getting a little turnt, why not mm, have yes. a national baseball game that's like, I don't know, a little bit silly, but not irresponsible. And so that's kind of the goal. Well, I mean, and in this day and age, like I know everyone references this, but like Christ, we just watched Eli Manning give everyone the double bird on a Monday night football broadcast not too mm -hmm. long ago. We're doing that with the NF bleeping L. And to your mm -hmm. point, we have demonstrated there's enough people that like these sports, even as much as people want to bag on baseball at times, like Tons of people like baseball, and I'd imagine there's a lot of people that want to watch it the way that you just described. That seems like a perfectly natural thing in a day and age where with basically every bit of content that we get, we can kind of come to it however we choose at this point. There's a delivery method designed for almost <clears throat> all of us now. Yeah, it but feels like... You, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Brandon. Go. You haven't talked enough. No, I want to no. hear your voice. I just... I'm, I'm with you, and you said that I could... Uh, whatever you said about me understanding what you're saying, yes. But how do you get over the fact that people can love baseball, people can love sports, but they may not love hearing you talk about the sport. Like mm -hmm. I, I, can, I feel like I can never shake the fact that I shouldn't be here. Well, you know what so, I mean? Like it, yeah, even even is, even sitting with with the Mike Golick Jr. who has helped us rocket us to out. to, yeah, yeah, to podcast out. fame Don't very early this. in the chill game. Out. Well, you know, <laughs> please I mean, stop. It's, it's, it's true. I mean. No, he's, he's my friend. He's my that. friend, Michael. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, the, even that list of receipts that your boyfriend read off to you, like, I was going to say, how many weeks after he said that did it settle in? You know what I mean? Because mm. you're always your own self. You're always pushing back against anything that's going to make you feel better about being in your own skin. Yeah, this is the first uh, week I could have done this podcast because this mm. has been, it's, uh, I just finished my fourth week. So, first month, I guess, is done. 
And the first uh, first and second week were very, uh, I was not proud as somebody who's been on the internet for as long as I have, I was not proud of how much it affected me because it was a lot of nobody wants to hear you talk, which is like, well, but I, but, but that's all I got. That's all I, that's that's kind of all I do. And uh, it was also crazy to me that enough people had something to say about the way that I look, whether that's good or bad. And I'm like, bitch, I'm in a booth, okay? (laughs) Uh, You see me on camera for like 30 seconds total. So whether you're saying that I'm ugly or even if you're saying I got this job because I'm hot, that would be insane to give somebody a job where they just talk because they're hot. That would be just logically, that doesn't make any sense to me. But um, yeah, the, the first few weeks of this and people telling me to shut up has been uh, it not, how am I handling it? I'm getting better. Um, but it's it's been tough. And it's also tough because the, the rhythm to a baseball game. It, if I were watching them back, which I'm not, I can't. Uh, I can't mm. figure out how to watch them back. And at the same time, I, I don't think it will be good for me. Um, no self I, no self scouting right now. Yeah, right it's now later, I'm later just, in the I'm, I'm in the learning process. I think yeah. a third of the way through I'll start, you know, watching and, and picking it apart and then you know, then hopefully I'll be thriving by the last game and then it won't I, my contract won't get renewed. So people will get what they want anyway. Uh, but the hardest part has been learning like Okay, I'm used to doing a podcast uh, where I'm the host and it can be three hours long if it wants to. And I can, as you can see so far on this podcast, I'm kind of long-winded. I got a lot to say. I think about the things I'm going to say. I try not to waste people's time, but I have a lot to say that I find interesting. And the first game, I think I went into it being like, just be yourself. And uh, I, and then so the second game, I was like, don't do that. Uh, they're not ready. <laughs> be anybody else. Be anybody yeah, else. Just, you got just <laughs> pivot, dip, pivot. like. Be Batman. Don't be nobody else. Just be you muzzled. Be you who is not talking. Be you with the instinct to shut up. Uh, and so it's been a difficult thing to, to try to tell myself internally, I belong here. I will be good at this. This is something I should be doing. I deserve this. While also telling myself, shut up. Uh, it's kind of a conflicting message. But I've I feel like... If I stick to the plan, that uh, this game plan that I've drawn up for myself, that by the time um, it will all start to mesh, I think I'm going to learn a bunch of lessons at once that end up helping each other by learning mm. them at the same time. For mm. an example, like I've never been in a booth before, right? So I am currently learning, like boots on the ground, what being on in a booth entails in terms of like schedule for prep. Um, schedule on day of the craziest thing is day of you're running around and then all of a sudden you're like I have to be on and you're not organized and you're like I thought I'd have time you don't have time Uh, like learning that kind of stuff and then at the same time I'm trying to change the way we do it not like Mm. I'm putting it all on my back I'm just saying like I am by my being there I am trying to change the way people perceive this thing that we've perceived one way forever so i'm learning how to do it at the same time i'm trying to change it which might sound crazy but to me what i what i figured out was that if i split that up so that i learn how to do it the old way and then learn how to do it a new way will be bad if i learn how to do it the old way while trying to learn 
what the new I think eventually they'll become the same lesson and then I won't have to I don't know if this is making well no it, it I think it makes a ton of sense because I think and I've always Agreed. said this one of the hardest things to do is learn how to be yourself on air period it's in so any setting hard it's so hard during a game because you're like you can be yourself and be the greatest yourself but some people just want to be told the numbers and uh had people bring up old history. Baseball loves to tell stories about guys with names like Kennesaw Mountain Landis. And you're like, I just can't. Um, cool. That's very cool. Uh, and probably interesting. I can't bring myself to care too much about it. You know? No. Well, and but that's, that's just who I am. People can come to sports however they want. And I think gatekeeping is something that, like, mm-hmm. first of all, it's a word we throw around a lot now that a lot of people might not understand. But it just feels like, who, in this day and age, in this economy, when we have so much to worry about and be scared of all the time, how do you have any leftover give a shit for how I enjoy a thing right. you also enjoy? At the end of the day, what we're saying is we both enjoy it. So aren't we on the same team? Why are you mad at how I enjoy it? Why do you need me to enjoy it your way? Let's just both enjoy each other for what it is. Like, I love that the guys I work with know, and not even guys. Heidi Watney, by the way, who's our sideline reporter, and I know that's a football thing and I already get yelled at for that, but whatever, it's the name of what that person does to me. She was my queen. She was the the reporter for the Red Sox during like the, you know, and she, just getting to work with her, she's so smart. She's so good. She like softens everybody she talks to in a way that makes them so accessible. I value everybody on this team for what they bring to the table. Um, I don't bring what they bring. And so it's been hard for me to remind myself of that while also being like, and so what is it? that I do bring uh but they've been very good at being like no you're supposed to be here so just be here we are happy to have you here and we'll figure it out together I hope that- maybe and I just it's, it's an emotional roller coaster every day some days I wake up and I'm like dude we're changing baseball and then other days I wake up and I'm like I'm not getting out of bed I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here for the day do the game it get rained when, out when yeah. you st- yeah when you start to uh <laughs> doubt yourself when you, you ever have days yeah. where you just I know you do I'm not even gonna ask it. Mm-hmm. you have days where you wake up and you you're sick of you you're like I am so sick of me the Ooh. worst part about being a, a person that I don't know I don't want to say a celebrity because ick I would never use that word to describe me I know that like 10 10 the 10 people who know me think I'm a big deal that's the way I see it the difficult thing about being like a personality is on the days you're sick of yourself, there is an internet full of um, people who have met to discuss how they are also sick of you. And you can kind of just scroll through that to your heart's content and be like, they're right. I, I do do that. I am like that, uh, which can turn into kind of a doom spiral. But oh, we're, we're doing all right. We live. It's, yeah, we're trying our best. It is it is true that God that is the worst place to be because also for all of the nice things that do happen and every once in a while I've seen it like you mentioned while we won't use the celebrity word on here in not making you uncomfortable you did trend on your birthway der, birthday oh my God. it was What was that? It what was, was who did that? Uh, the adoring legion of people no, who tend to love it, you here. No, like, I think, and it's conspiracy theory, I think it was fans. someone, someone was trying to get in my head. Oh, someone was trying to take me down. Trojan horseshoe. There, there is nothing worse, and I feel like DJ Bean may have actually tweeted this at me, but I might be misattributing it. I, he was like, I can't think of anything worse than trending 
on my birthday, like the day that's supposed to be a stress-free, everybody loves me, you're trending. So my, my at mentions were a lot of love and support, but mixed in with who the fuck is that and who cares? And I wanted to be like, right? I also don't care, but I don't, can you please just stop asking and Google it or just move on because I'm trying to see all the sweeties. It's my birthday. Well, I will say that is a confusing place to be on the internet when you don't know why something's trending and you're trying to find tweet zero and you can't find it and I'm like what stressful very stressful <sighs> I, I will um, one thing I did I was very curious about when you brought it up was trying to figure out your role in the booth and I, as someone who has called college football games in the traditional way where I am the analyst in the booth it is my job to do, do all those in the things traditional way. let me just say even when you do a traditional thing Michael Jr. you do not do it traditionally so do not sell yourself short I, I appreciate that and yeah, but like th- but like you were talking about that took a lot of time for me to like know <laughs> how to do my part of that and what was special to me in that setting because I watch people do it that I really like and admire. I watch the Dan Orlovskis of the world or I would watch my dad call games and I'm like, well, how do I do it like that? And then oh, I had the dad, ability. How's he doing? Your dad good? I was really is afraid to mention him around He's you, Katie. Tell him I said, what's up? Okay? Just tell him I said, how you doing? Don't do it. Okay? He's not related to the Ryans, Katie. No. Sure. It doesn't matter. It's all right. No, okay. Katie. Spiritually, is he it, is. Is it the hair? I don't know what it is. And I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it, honestly. I don't like the swaying that you're doing mm, right now. Swaying? I don't know what you're talking he, about. I'm just. He I'm, lost the weight, Katie. Mm, he lost the weight. I mean, whoo, <laughs> woo! All right, sorry. Keep going. So you've been watching dreamy. your dad no. do it, and you yada yada yada. <laughs> oh God! Please get me away from this so quickly. We'll, <laughs> we'll clip. We'll clip this and send it to my dad for you, Katie, as a as a happy Father's Day present. A total sweetie. Wait, is it fa? Not is father. it Father's Day? No, it's not Father's Day. Mother's Day it's is Mother's coming Day. up. Yeah, Mother's yeah. Day is coming yes. up. Sunday. We got yes. Father's Day down the road. You got time. You got time. Okay. We're good. You were making a point that I do want to hear, though. Yes. Well, I was just going to say that when I had questions about that specific role, even in the way that I did it, I could ask people yeah. who had done it in a similar <laughs> way, like, has there yes. been anyone you can talk to about this that's offered well, you anything helpful? So, um, yes. Kenny Maine has been... Um, an, a, an angel saint. Um, I, and we don't even, you know, talk all the time. I think maybe week one and, and or two, he sent like a public tweet being like, I, I, he may, first of all made a joke where he was like, maybe people would have liked you more on this broadcast if you didn't spend so much time breaking down the exit velocity of the, like made a joke that clearly is not what I was doing. Uh, he's like, maybe if you didn't talk about numbers all the time, we would have liked you more. And like stood up for me and sent me a message that was like, hey, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Keep going. You're doing something really cool. Mm-hmm. Which hearing that from Kenny Maine is like, yeah, okay. I'm going to, um, who do I think I am that I should listen to me and what my brain is saying over what <laughs> Kenny Maine is saying to me. But on the other side of that, um, I am, we're not the only Friday night booth. They're also, they're, so there's a, an East game and a West game. The uh, drawback of this job when it was pitched to me is like, we're going to put you on the West game. So mm. I was like, I live in the East Coast. But it felt like, you know what, deal with it. Just fly and deal with it. It's a cool job, and if that's the worst part about it, then whatever. But our East Coast crew has Hannah Kaiser in the role that is, you know, the role that I'm in in our booth. And Hannah is somebody that I've known um, for a couple years and admired. She had a baseball show 
called the band was it called the bandwagon where she would every week she would bandwagon a new team and like sell people on that team mm. and she made like internet content for baseball um and so she i have been texting her every week with like a okay it's saturday what do you need to cry about and uh, what do you need to yell about and what's something you learned and what is a mistake that you made and how can we both like get better next week instead of dwelling on what we did wrong this week and honestly it feels like having a person to talk to who is going through exactly what I'm going through um I wouldn't say it's like guidance but it is helpful for me because sometimes it's easier for me to think about making someone else feel better than it is to mm. make myself feel better. And so mm. the things that I can say to Hannah to make her, to remind her who she is, um, not only does she then do the same for me, but it's also like you're kind of giving yourself a pep talk at the same time. Yeah. So having her has been uh, a great resource. Um and there's probably others I just don't respond to anyone's texts yet because I'm not ready to talk. <laughs> I feel you on that. Every time I get a text, I'm like, oh, this person's going to have real good advice. But I am also going to cry and I don't feel like it. So I will call them next week. Crying's yeah, a lot of effort. any advice on, yeah, oh, don't get me started. I'm texting people back. But Ugh, I'm so bad. There's, there's, no, there's no rule book of like how to be someone else. Like, it's like, yeah, I hear you and I can do it my way, but I really, re I just would really, really like to do it the way I like someone, the way someone else does it. Mm -hmm. Talk about Kenny Mayne. He paid for our dinner the other night when we were in, in, in Las Vegas. And at that dinner, it was the first dinner I sat down uh, with the infamous Mina Kimes oh. and getting into this situation with Gojo, I'm like, I'm just so intimidated by her brilliance, her, her. Everything that is she's that is lot. Mina. She needs to chill the fuck out. Can we be honest? But she is chill. But that's I know. It's just us here. It's so we can annoying. be honest. I know. So annoying. She's got everything. Just, and then she's like, oh, I drew this on my Etch-A-Sketch. I'm like, can you just for one second fuck off? I don't. Is there anything you're bad at? Does anybody have a Rubik's Cube? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just want to be good the way that other people are good because that's what inspires me. But you me, are. But I also know that I'm, I'm, I can't because I'm, I'm me at the end of the day. Yeah. You feel me? Yes, but that's the, um, the toughest part is being like that's the difference. That's the mm. reason you're here because if you were just like this person, then we already have that person and you wouldn't be here. And that's a tough lesson in sports because you see a lot of um, certain types of people have a lot of carbon copies of themselves, um, but they're not usually women or people of color. And so usually you know that you can't, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it, it's tough to tell yourself that the thing that makes you um, different for the job is the thing that makes you um, deserve the job, but it is. And so it's yeah. tough. This job has been so tough. And I imagine this is kind of what you're going through, Brandon, because I, I <clears throat> need the confident. You need to be confident to do it. And you have never felt less confident uh, in your abilities because you're doing them in a place that you're like, this isn't normally where I do this. Um, and so it's just been a lot of um, breathing, honestly, breathing practice of like, like a centering breath, you are here. Um, trying to watch a baseball game while also figure out what to say about the baseball game while also keeping score of what's happening in the baseball game while also um, knowing that you're on 
TV is a lot to do at once when you've got ADD. And so, um, and so, yeah, I've been trying to stay present and be me, but a me that is less, I'm not like full concentrated me. I'm like, if I'm a, if I'm like a fountain soda, the, 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 Mm. whatever it's called, the syrup, we're going to need to change it soon. We're almost running out. We're not Mm. all soda water, but we are going to eventually, I'm going to be full strength, um, like a straight up Coca-Cola delicious fountain soda. Right now I'm a little bit, I'm being a little bit flavorless, which Mm -hmm. I'm, I, Mm -hmm. I know is wrong. I know I shouldn't be holding back. I should be just here it is, but there is a, a world in which now people who don't like something tweet enough at your boss and then you don't get to do it for a living anymore. And so I'm trying not to piss anybody off to the point where they come for my job, though they've been doing it every single week regardless. Um, but I'm also trying to not let them dictate how I do my job, which is Man, tough. it's it's a, it's a hell of a tightrope, but... I get it because this is, well, that's the thing. This is something you like doing, right? Like that was the first thing I asked you when you told me about this opportunity because you were hemming and hawing was, is this something you genuinely want to do? And you talked about reading someone's body language. Like you seem genuinely fucking pumped to do this. And it was awesome to see in anyone that you call a friend. And so like, that's still the case, right? Oh, yeah. It's honestly, I don't know if I've said this. I feel like I've said this in my brain so many times that if I'm repeating myself, just tell me that and then edit it out, like be a friend. But (laughs) the coolest part is that before the game, for 15 minutes, each manager of each team who's about to go play a professional baseball game has to sit with me and answer my questions. And nobody tells me what I can and can't ask them. And so I'm kind of just like chumming around with the managers in a way that I feel like I can tell by the reactions of the other people in the room with us isn't common, but also isn't bad. Like it loosens them up a little and gets them to be more honest about stuff, or at least that's what I'd like to think. And so it has been the coolest part is that I can just be like, hey, like I... I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. I just just got tell to ask. I was just going to say no, I don't want you to betray the trust of any of no, these managers if I, you don't want not, to. That's the other thing is like that no or one's recording it. it, and so I'm I'm keeping notes. But I'm like, if I don't write down what they say perfectly, are they going to be really mad at me? <laughs> uh, no. But I was going to say I asked Dave Roberts because I I did the uh, Dodgers game and I asked Dave Roberts like, hey, so does Mookie ever like talk about Boston? Like, is there a restaurant in Boston maybe that he like loved to order from that he really misses? Not even saying he misses the team or the people, but just like the dumplings somewhere. Does he ever at all <laughs> reference like that the, the taxes were lower or like anything? And he just straight faced was like, it doesn't come up. And I was like, God damn. God damn. Just drive the stake into my heart. Like, the Mookie trade made me take a break from the Red Sox. I was upset. Wow. I was upset because they they got rid of him so. for the chance to get a guy who might one day be like him. And it's like, why would you get rid of the guy to get a maybe guy? Keep the goddamn guy. And so I was very upset. Uh, and also looking for reasons to tell sports to go screw themselves at that point in my life. This was around like 2019, 2020. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I took a little break from them. But then to have Dave Roberts with a smile on his face be like, mm, I honestly, I don't think it comes up, was like, oh, that's so cool. You're a cool dude. Uh, it's mean and cruel, but also you're just a cool, fun person. 
Uh, and getting to talk to Gabe Kapler about all his thoughts about everything. Um, and having to be like, do you remember when we met at FS1 when it first started? And you were on a baseball show? And he was like, of course. And I was like, no, you don't. I can tell by your face. Liar. You're lying. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, but you're lying. So, um, you, so you do to him what I did to you? Yes. Yes. I'm like, I'm Brandon Newman's friend. You remember me, right? <laughs> we, we've met. We've met a couple times now. But no, to, yes, I love this. I love it. I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm exhausted by it. I'm freaked out by it. But I'm, I love it. I think it's so cool. And the people there, like players, uh, <clears throat> managers, um, the, the like producers we have behind the scenes, have all been like, it's cool that you're here. I haven't like to my face, um, you know, had to deal with any of the stuff um, except on the internet. Which, and then also they get very mad when you use the internet the way they use the internet. So I've had a lot of people tagging me to tell me how awful I am. And then when I'm like, hey, this thing you said isn't true. I can disprove it with a doodle-doodle-doo. Then they're like, wow, you should be bigger than this. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be arguing. You just clearly like to argue. And I'm like, no, you, you ran up to me and said, hey, you suck. And then I was like, excuse me, I don't think that's true. And now you, you think I did the wrong thing? I had a woman my first week, she, uh, I tweeted back with something being like, you... You don't mean that. It was funny. What I said was funny. You're not offended. Come on. And she blocked me <laughs> and tweeted like, I just had to block a national broadcaster because she would not get out of my mentions. I'm like, what is going on, folks? It's a, it's an app or a website, depending on how old you are. I still refer to it as a website. Ooh. It's a, a, a place you go to say things. But if you're going to tag me, then you can't be surprised when I hear you. You... you you delivered it to me. And so why can't I say, I'm not going to like argue with you the way that you see sometimes people spinning with like oh. getting defensive. I, but I am going to say like, yeah, that's, I know I don't know that. That's why I'm here. Like uh, the first week I, I made the mistake of asking a question of like, when the, a helmet falls off of a base runner, when does it stop being an extension of their body? So like if they get, if the helmet gets tagged as it's falling off your head, mm. it, it, is that guy out? And at what point is he not out? Now, did I ask it that beautifully? Probably not. I was like, that's an extension of his body, right? When does that stop happening? And the, and people were just like, she doesn't even know that the helmet is an extension. And it's like, you know what? So what if I don't? You don't know rule 47 and a half B? <laughs> There might be a person out there who's 12 who has mm. no idea and maybe right. they're, they're smart enough or good enough at hearing things. Like my dad would always listen to baseball on the radio and it was uh, one of the better sports to listen to on the radio, but it was hard for me because I am ADD. And if it's just, if I'm just hearing it, it doesn't always sink in as if I, if I can see it or if I can have what I'm hearing reinforced by like reading something. And so it, think these things always kind of just in one ear and out the other. And if that is that way for me, that means it's definitely that way for a bunch of other people. And so why not just like talk to those people and ask the dumb question, which sounds crazy to say this, but is very, um, it takes a lot of courage to ask a dumb question on mm -hmm. TV. It is a terrifying endeavor when you toss something out there and then you're looking at the faces of the people around you to be like, was it dumb? Was that stupid? I shouldn't have said that. Was that really stupid? Uh, but then, you know, you've got nice people around you who explain it to you. But I just feel like we've, we've demonized asking questions because it's like, oh, you're supposed to just know. And like, I promise you I don't. And if I do, it's because I wrote it down and I found it. Oh, so. Katie, that was like nothing. That was like revelatory to me when we were doing uh, debatable, 
And I remember talking to you about this before one show, or it might have been highly questionable still at that point, one one version of that show, when you were like, yeah, if I don't know something, I'm just going to say I don't know it at this point. I'm not going to talk about things I don't know. And I'm like, oh man, what a concept where we don't feel compelled to have something to say about literally everything. It's hard because society is telling you have something to say. Say that thing. Say whatever you want to. Be the You're the main character. So it's like a hard thing to be like, well, if you don't know, you can just say that you don't know. But all the times that I've asked somebody a question and I've said, you know what, to be honest, I don't know, I've learned more. Because then we either mm. find it out together or because they've said they don't know, they're like committed to trying to find out and then they later are like hey I found out that thing we were talking about saying you don't know is powerful it's scary because Mm. it exposes that you aren't perfect but at the same time it's like I have a lot that I know that you don't know and so that's fine um we all are here for whatever it is that we're here for you if you're true to yourself then you can't really be doing it wrong um, and I just never wanted to be a person that was caught in like a, I claim to know something and then I get quizzed and I'm like, I don't know that. So now I'm just like, I don't know, but I'd like to, and I bet other people would too. So I ask, but boy, they get really mad. Oh, and man. then you want, you see them, you see yourself losing the benefit of the doubt. Then from then on, once you lose the benefit of the doubt with them, every joke you make is like, can you believe she thinks that, like I said, um, it's cra- somebody broke a bat and I was like, pretty crazy, Hunter, that they just glue that back together and then play with it in the next inning. And he like looked at me and laughed. And then the, in, the later I saw the internet being like, did this lady really think they glue the bat back together? I'm like, no, you're not giving me the benefit of the doubt anymore. Like clearly a joke. Clearly everybody calm down. It's baseball. It's a game. A game. I, I, I'm in danger. I'm in dangerous waters though. Cause I, I not, I'll be not knowing. A lot, <laughs> but I also I also be knowing. like I also be leaning on jokes when I don't be knowing. So yeah. it's like I, I want like live in this this like I don't know when I'm being serious half time. So yeah, trust me, I, I'm I'm with you. But also I always like to uh, Mike Gold Jr. always says, uh, "What is it? Errors is built into the model, right?" Oh. For me, I just like I just be wrong all the time. Like y'all got to tell me. Like yeah. I, listen, I know I'm in the chair. I know I got a mic in front of me. I know you probably deserve it more than me, random fan on Twitter. But I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna be the voice for I'm the. I'm here. And we gotta deal the... with it. I'm here. And we gotta deal yes. with it. Stop. Like yeah. um, I don't know. This has always just been a personal policy for me, and I'm not saying it's like I'm morally whatever. But I just don't. Um, I I've always felt icky when I see adding somebody's boss. Which is usually like not, mm. I don't think like Tim Cook runs the Apple TV Plus <laughs> Twitter account. You don't think but Jimmy like, Bataro's running the ESPN right? handle? But I wish he would, honestly. Um, but like at some tagging someone's boss to be like, I don't like this person and I'd like them gone. I'm like, what? Who are, who are you? Like, who am I? Sure. But who are you? You don't like it, so it has to go? That's not how the world works. And the sooner you can learn that that's not how the world works, the easier it will be for you to exist in the world. Because wanting everything to be catered to the way that you want to do it is, um, it's a losing battle. It's never going to happen. So it's like, accept people for what they can bring to the table and stop like judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree. Like, let it mm. swim and be like, hey, it's pretty good at that. You know? Yes. Mm. I was just thinking about the fact that like everyone needs to go out and be their own Batman. 
where it's like, yeah, we're not really not really superpowers, but everybody has their little thing mm-hmm. that makes them specially them. Like I, I may not be able to break down a, a baseball take the way Jared Carabas can, but y'all ain't seen me edit on videos. Y'all ain't seen me put together a podcast. I'm a, I'm a little Batman on my shit. You feel me? I love so this. step step off my back. I, that is go away. That that's an interesting notion to me though because you just brought up like the thing that you are most confident in. Katie, you talked before about knowing you have to be confident going into this thing. Career-wise for you, what was the most confident you ever were in yourself? Oh, what a question, you we're asshole. Off the fly, too. You um, see that? Jesus. The well, most I mean, I just saw Brandon. I just saw was. you light up on that. I'm filibustering a second as Katie looks off into the distance yeah, thinking about this. I but gaze it, at positive feelings I've had towards myself. It is, it is also a very tough thing to come by around here because as soon as I asked it, I started to think about it for myself and nothing popped readily in right there either. I'll, so. I'll keep filibustering. Senior year of high school, I didn't come to any Notre Dame games because I was doing color commentary for my youth league football program. Hell yeah. For. Hell so yeah. So like that was the most confident I was because I, I just remember having a nickname when I was a kid from the mm. booth was like the biggest thing for me. So I just like was just gassing up these little these little kids playing football. That was the most confident I've ever been, and that was a long time ago. I think that um, to to do the thing I do where I answer your question without answering it, I think the times I was most confident was because I was ignorant. <laughs> I think it was like I didn't know enough yes. to know that I should be scared. I didn't know enough to know that I was in danger. Um, I, I was sort of ignorant to it in a way that was helpful. So, like, not knowing mm. made it easier to do. The pandemic be- is the knowing. I became fully aware of my life in a way <laughs> during that time that I was like, damn, wish I could go back to not knowing any of this. Like, wish I could go back to just, like, go do it. Um, but I found, like, you kind of can. You can kind of tap into this, like, look, you got to get on that plane at this time. You have to be at the field at this time. So it's like these little moments where I'm like, just get from here, from A to B, and then from B to C, and then C to D, and then it'll be, oh, but I, like, I don't think yet that I've become confident while aware. That, I think, Mm. is the next step for me. I'm hoping it comes this season in baseball. I'm hoping there's a day I walk into the booth, and I'm like, what's up? And I just, like give like hey everybody i get my stuff all settled and i'm just like i'm gonna go grab a snack right now i'm like when do i have to be at the next place that i have to be i don't want to be late do i have time to set up all of my notes and my things and i've got these color coded folders and like you should see me trying to keep a calendar i have it like all organized by like the city i'm going to and what city my boyfriend's gonna be in that week like what we're gonna do with myrtle it's just a, a, I'm trying so hard to get organized in the ways that I'm not. I do appreciate you doing it on paper too. I have to. I have to have it tangible in my hand because mm-hmm. otherwise I won't remember which calendar. Is it in my phone calendar? Is it in my work phone calendar? Is it in this calendar? It's this way. I'm just like, it's in this because this says 2022 to 2023. That's and we at. are in between those two numbers right now. Mm-hmm. So if I need it and it's schedule related, it's in here. So I think once I get down the process of the of this job, then I can cook, you know? Like once you learn how to cook, then you can cook. Then you're like, right. oh, okay, now I'm going to grab a little bit of this spice, which you wouldn't mm-hmm. think, but because I know it now, I'm going to try that. 
And I think then once I'm cooking, I'm going to be like, dude, Friday night baseball. Let's go. Everybody watch. Right now, I'm like, come if you really like baseball. But if not, just give it, maybe give it a couple more weeks. Baseball's right here. Just maybe, if you're thinking about it. Can I tell you something that I'm um, really scared of that I just found out is coming up? Please. Yeah. So... When I started working at ESPN, there was a some ESPN event where we all got drunk. And uh, I remember being told when I first got there, because Aaron, Aaron Boone was working at ESPN at the time. And somebody was like, Aaron Boone heard you work, t- work here now. And he said, he can't wait to meet you, because I'm a Red Sox fan. And as you know, Aaron Boone in 2003 was a dickhead to us and did some bad things. He w- it was upsetting for us. So every, I mean, my mom hates Aaron Boone. Um, I, I, as you guys know, once you start working in sports, you kind of have to lose a little bit of your spice towards the people that like broke your heart because you're no longer there as a fan. You have to kind of whatever. But I had just started at ESPN and I had heard that he wanted to meet me, which meant he wanted to rub it in my face. Mm. So anyway, I get to this event. I'm drunk. I see Aaron Boone. And I was like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Uh, Our paths are never going to cross. I don't work in baseball. Um, And it's also the, 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 my hate for certain things, like runs deepest in baseball. That, my heart was the most involved in baseball. And so I I drunkenly told him to go fuck himself to his face. Um, You know, in a slightly playful way, but also in the way a Red Sox fan would just be like, hey, Aaron Boone. Go fuck yourself. Like, I just let him have it. Uh, You know, woke up the next morning and was like, that was bad. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Like, you got it off your chest. Don't ever do that again. Luckily, you were right. You're never going to see him again. Yada, yada. So Aaron Boone is the manager of the Yankees. And I have a Yankees game this season. I have a Yankees game coming up this season. I'm going to have to walk into his office. And I can't figure out if I should hang my head and approach it with like, hello, Mr. Boone. (laughs) Or if I just have to keep that same energy and walk in and be like, yeah, that's right. I'm here. Let's both get past it. Tell me what's going on with your batting order. Like, I don't know what to do. But as soon as I saw that they were on the schedule, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is where it all. You got to own that one. It all comes back to haunt you. Man, I feel like what if you just went in and told him to go bleep himself again? I don't know, because then I'd lose. It's like, then if I did lose my job, it's like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I can point back to this one moment and say, maybe they were justified. You can disrespect the guy in his job. And obviously, my my heat towards him was unrelated to the current job I had. So it's like, I, I. I think he would understand that I had fan heat at him. I think he thrives and loves that I had fan heat towards him. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, God, he's going to bring this up. And I'm going to have to look at Hunter Pence and be like, he's not lying. I did technically tell him to go fuck himself. But in the context of the story, (laughs) it could be cool. And it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like your passion for baseball is why you're in front of him right now. Care too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember when I was so passionate that I told you to go fuck yourself? Yeah. You know, something like, like that. That's what maybe. got me here. Know. Yeah, that's a yeah. good. All right. That's a really good way of looking. Me telling him to go fuck himself is why I'm here. So we can't deny <laughs> right, it. Right. Oh, it, God. It's it just worked. a moment where I was like, you're going to be on a roll finally this season. And then all of a sudden you're going to get thrown not to. I only speak in be- baseball metaphors now. You're going to get thrown a curveball where you're like, oh, yeah, nice. you got to deal with Aaron Boone. No Red Sox games this season for me, though. Thank Ooh. the Lord above. Ooh. 
thank the Lord. It's too close. I, you can't. Oh. I think ideally one day, sure. But right now, um, no, I'm not ready to do that. Yeah, I always Good. thought like I would look out at other commentators that got to go back and like call games for their team or their school, and I was always jealous. I was like, man, why don't they ever throw me like one of these Notre Dame road games and let me do that? And then I remember that the last time I was watching a Notre Dame game on company time, I shattered a hotel room remote because they <laughs> lost in double overtime to Texas. Wait, you're too close. You're too close to it. Yeah. You're too close to it. It's like commentating like your parents having an argument. You're like, I can't. I can't. I know too much, and I want to. <laughs> No less, and I and I give them a lot of benefit of the doubt. Where maybe I shouldn't. I'm not rational when it comes to my own team, and so yeah, it's uh, I'm grateful I don't have to do the Sox, but I don't know how I'm gonna do the Yankees. Mm. Well, mm. journey of a thousand miles gotcha. begins with a single meeting with Aaron mm. Boone. Ain't that oh, right? That's true. And that's where you're gonna get that that's started, true. and it's gonna feel really Yikes. good. If it goes poorly, the, the it, just the rest of the game, I'm gonna be like. Two outs. <laughs> Bottom of the sixth. Just saying random like things that it is. <laughs> oh man! So did you did you know Aaron Judge was larger than Rob Gronkowski? Dude, he's huge. It's a big boy. I, I that's a I big know. boy. But I would be very upset if he didn't want to stay with my team. If I were a fan, I would just be like, "What do you mean? You're not gonna." That was a lot of money that we made as an offer to you. Why don't you stay? Um, you should stay. Whatever. The Yankees suck. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is Katie Nolan of Friday Night Did she Night even Baseball say anything fame. interesting? Did she say anything interesting and worth hearing? I don't feel like I did, but it's been an hour. It's. I, I, I kind of. I want to ask you real hour. quick. Ask. Yeah. yeah. Ask I, questions I ask and I'll give you, you real, real answers. Quick. And I won't. Um. It's just I've been alone. My boyfriend has COVID and is stuck in Canada. So I've been alone. Normally, when I come back from the weekend of baseball, I just blah 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 blah, blah to him. But no one's been here, and so you guys are kind of just getting that. We now. love you, Dan. We hope you're feeling better. Oh God, the poor yes. thing. My question is. Mm. We've moved on from these past positions, right? Like we're no longer like pining for them. And we've and you've had a lot of weird jobs. I've had a lot of weird jobs as well. Mike, I won't talk about it. Um, but is there anything about I met you when you were doing garbage time. Mm. It was very, very fun. It was it was very, very inventive. I I I felt the love for SNL in the production a little like I just I just liked what I saw from it. that's why I originally was a big fan of you. Is there anything about the old jobs that you do miss? Oh my God. Yeah. But that's why I'm not, we're not, we are not, not going back to those. This is a, um, right. like in an ideal world, I would be somebody who could handle going from not working for a couple months to working a lot. Uh, I'm not, I knew this baseball job was going to be a heavy lift. I knew it was like, I don't want to be so rushed that I can't do my prep for my baseball stuff. Cause if you're, Half of the job and maybe even 90% of the job is prep. It's like you need to know what you need to know. And more importantly, you need to know what you don't have to waste time on knowing because you, otherwise mm. you're just, you, there's always more to know. And so I wanted to give myself the time to prep and learn how to prep 
quickly and efficiently so that once I got there, then I can be like, all right, let's get a podcast going. Let's start talking about doing a, a this or a that. Like, am I going to forever now be a baseball analyst? Which, God, the press release said analyst. And I was like, can we change that? Because that's yeah. not going to be, like, that is not, I don't think, the way we describe me. But at the same time, I couldn't think of a word to replace it with. So I guess I understand why they did it. But it did not set me up for success. Um, I don't think this is like my future is like I'm going to do this. If it is, I'll be grateful and it'll be awesome and it'll be because I love it. But I think that it's a part of more from the last few months of like having conversations and taking meetings and doing generals and all those, whatever they're called, where like you just meet and chat. <sighs> Exhausting. Um, I, people, the, it's becoming less like I am person who works at company and at company I have these three things I do. It's becoming more like I am business who sells this part of my business to this company and this part of my business to this company. I hate that because I'm not a business woman. Um, I'm a business woman. Um, no, I'm, mm. I'm not a businesswoman. And so having to be the one in charge of the like, make sure that they're, you're getting paid, make sure that you're getting, that you're selling that to the right. Like having three bosses sounds like hell to me, especially when compared to having one. But just the way that the media is now, uh, we had a million bosses when we were at ESPN, even when we were all, and a lot of times they didn't talk to each other. And so it was already difficult in its own way. I think now what I'm accepting is I'm going to have to be like, okay, my podcast lives here with this company. My, you know, baseball commentating is obviously happening at a baseball game with this company. And then maybe it's like I have a show over here with this company. I don't know what it is yet. Um, but yeah, I'm not done being the absolutely goofy me who, um, who just like sits in a corner of a closet with a, a camera that doesn't move and um, talks, you know? Like the funny to me is, is still the point. Like sports are a, a place where people who have otherwise nothing in common gather and like the same thing. And I've always seen that as like, yeah, so we can get stuff done here. Like we can talk about stuff that matters. We can also like make people laugh about things that would normally cause them pain. We can like bring people together in a way um, that sports really is determined to not let you do. But I think it's like a place that you could do that. And that's always what it's been about for me. Um, and so I will, I mean, there will be more stuff. I just, um, it's a lot of work and I'm old now. Work. So <laughs> it just hits different, you know? Absolutely. Everything you just described, by the way, is 100% spot on. And I, I promise we'll let you like go do something else no, soon. I, we have kept no, you no. here for No, no, I could do this for an... Time. I want to make sure you have enough stuff that's worth airing. I don't want to have spoken and said nothing. I do enough of that on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so stressful. I made a list of things I could talk about on your podcast. That's how worried I was that I... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, three. I was going to say. Number three. Pick number what's three. What's number three? There's no numbers. Oh, They're oh, all out of order. Look, see, there's like <laughs> arrows going to different places. Oh, my God. All right. What's... um? Is there one you didn't get to yet that you were like, man, this would be really good? I will say Aaron Boone's story was like number two. It's Hell like, yeah. Tell them about the Aaron Boone story. The... Oh, I was going to ask you guys, but no, that's not worth it. Oh, I wrote USFL off to the side because I haven't been paying attention, but are we... Who's our USFL team? Who are we rooting for? I could not tell you a single yeah, one of those teams' Gojo, names. That's like you, really? I could. I feel not like one. I could say one. I could name one. There's the Birmingham. Hmm. 
I don't know what they are. I don't know. I, yeah, I can name a bunch. Is of there a team in Birmingham? Yes. yes there and is. I love oh, them. Wow. That's why that was the team I originally was like, maybe that'll be my team. I've never root rooting. I've never rooting for a team. <laughs> never rooting for a rooter. <laughs> That's the blue perfect of root. Um And it, by the way, she was telling you that you should know because you would have been in one of these leagues. Yes. That's what she oh, was I do. I, I, not did, what I she, did. I did it's play what in she one. She was alluding to. I. <laughs> I mean, I did. I played in a really bad version of one of these leagues where I lived in a Holiday Inn Express on Staten Island. Oh my for god. For three months. Oh yes. my god. Yeah. We we were recording a podcast in the media room a couple of times, and Mike just had to power through somebody printing some shit. Oh my god! That shit was not cute. Dude, I lived out of an extended stay in Secaucus while launching Garbage Time. Ooh, that was wow. where I was like launching my own TV show, and I was like, yeah, I, my um, because the um, we bought this place, and it wasn't. Uh, I didn't know that when you your closing date can move. I guess it's different in all states, but in New Jersey, it can certainly move a bunch. And so we had it set up so that we were supposed to, and then it just didn't come to fruition. So I had to live out of a hotel in Secaucus. Mm. And, that's, and also, the extended stays are like the trap houses mm-hmm, of hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you certainly see a lot of um, characters yes. at yes. night loitering. There's a lot of it's loitering It's like going to like a happening. 24-hour Walmart. Mm-hmm. There's in, always in, in the back, there's always there. a van parked horizontally across like six spaces of the parking lot that you're like how long's that been there what is this about what are we doing it is a very interesting setting i mean we got shoot we got blamed for our coaches getting caught smoking weed in their room so everyone was going through it i I will say very lucky that all the cities i've had to go to so far have been cities where it is legal to participate in certain activities mahalo i was gonna i was gonna say you are uh you are in uh seattle this week right tampa at seattle 9 30 p.m eastern that's right great job really well nice. done it was like a seamless promo oh shameless promo. Uh, Birmingham like stallions ah see and a stallion i love a stallion mm. i love the stallion you know yes. so it's like why wouldn't i root for birmingham that feels like that might be my berm the stallions before you let me go what else did i write Oh yeah, please. This makes uh, this makes our job a lot easier. I think I said most of it, which I'm very Hell surprised. yeah. I know, right? Oh, did I say they're basically letting us Twitch stream a pro baseball game and and, and that's ba- that to me is the coolest part of it. Is that it's like it's a live stream. This is a live stream of a an actual professional sport. Never have they let something so laid back uh ha- and I mean the Manning cast is a thing. But they're, you know, they're both Mannings. So, yeah. it's, there's the, if they screw up, you don't wonder who they are. Whereas, you right. know, with me, it's like, who's she? She shouldn't be here. Get her out of here. So the fact that this is happening to me was a, is almost enough. It's almost, the possibility of it is cool enough that I'm like, come on, guys. See it for what it is. See it as like a, we're just chilling and enjoying a baseball game. And they're letting us do that on the official product. Once a week. That's it. Once a week. But every week it's been a new fan base learning for the first time that they don't like us. So that has been the struggle. Once we start repeating teams, I can be like, what's up, Houston? I know you don't like me, so I don't care anymore. Yes. Uh, but this first time around when an every new market is like, who is this lady? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. Folks, that's we are back. Wait, speaking of being relaxed in the booth, I meant to ask this at the beginning and it's very important and so I needed to call this back right now. Like, 
what was the conversation about wardrobe for all this? Because you mm. mentioned being on air for 30 mm. seconds at a time. And my mm. biggest gripe with the world of mainstream booth coverage in college football is that we had to wear suits to go out That's here silly. and That's do silly. a stand-up for 30 seconds at the start yeah. of each half. I should be in a quarter zip. This is barbaric. So we originally, again, I was uh, offered this job and then a weekend passed. And then I said yes to this job. And then four days passed and I was on a plane. So uh, mm. I was at that first day. You know when you first start a job and you get emails from like, hi, I'm this person. I do this. Hi, I'm this person. I do this. I responded to almost all of them. The one that fell to the bottom of the like, I don't have time to care. It was like, we have a stylist if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, I don't... um. I don't have time. I have other stuff. Maybe someday I'll circle back with this stylist. And now I'm like, all right, I need somebody to send me clothes because I've worn the four outfits I can put together myself. Um, I don't have any other outfits. And the like uh, temperature has been different. Sometimes you'll go to a city where mm. it's warm and because it's the, the stadium's on the water, you're getting a breeze directly. In, so you're freezing in the booth. So there's been times they cut away to our booth camera and I've got on like a Patagonia and I've got my legs up like I normally <laughs> sit and I'm just in the booth watching a baseball game and not realizing that like, oh, they're going to come to the booth camera and they're going to see that you don't know how to dress yourself. So it's been a struggle. The, um, the thing they told us was like that it's supposed to be like professional but cool like, you know, on trend, which these are all words people use to describe <laughs> me. Uh, so I've just been wearing real baggy pants. I think baggy pants are in. Hell yeah. Um, and I lost a lot more weight through this sick-ass depression I've had that than I want to admit. So big baggy pants, I can be like, you don't know. There could be an ass in here. You have no way of mm. knowing. They're very... I'm like an ump. You have no idea what's <laughs> under there. These pants are huge. Uh... And I've been trying to wear like, you know, trying not to wear the same color every week. But once we get that stand up out of the way, I am, I, I wore yes. my hotel um, <clears throat> slippers because uh, one week I wore Ooh. high heels. And so I just oh. switched. As soon as it was over, I switched into the slippers I had at my hotel and just um, wore those for the rest of the night. Because like, who, who cares? Yes. You're not looking at me and I don't think you should be looking at me. So like, let's all stop worrying about what I look like. And uh, get back to what's up with this random thing in baseball I'm drawing attention to at the Yeah, I did I did realize after asking it that it has a very different connotation for women oh, no, no. working uh, in yeah, this. I, like I didn't And so that's why I yeah. feel you're a, a sexist and I will never ever do this podcast again. But it's like not a big deal. I'm not so mad at you that it's also reflecting on <laughs> Yeah, no. It's it's you know? the the stain of misogyny will live on this podcast yeah. for as long yeah. as it exists. I mean, which... I think we all heard it and I think we all were and I don't want to speak for people but like taken aback by it, but yeah, you I know was, what? I was surprised. You can't help remarked. yourself. You just can't yeah. help yourself, you know? A pig. By the way, do you guys have sponsors yet? Do you have to do ad reads yet? Uh, we we got one of the fine folks at DraftKings who put on this Shout podcast. Big fan, big fans of them. Go ahead Maybe and do that. You should do oh. an ad for this. These are the greatest snacks oh. I've ever had. They're I don't know where you can get them. I get them on GoPuff. Um, they're called Legally Addictive. These ones are the churros flavor. It's a cracker that's covered in chocolate. Oh my heavens. Have you ever had those? They're called crack cookies, I want to say, where you would take a saltine and you would soak it in like a sugary oh. something so it would get turned into like a toffee. Oh. And then you would top it with chocolate. <laughs> oh, it's a little nasty uh, boy. He is uh, oscillating. Ooh. He is grinding his body. I'm doing what Katie did when I brought up my dad earlier, which actually is the worst part of this. I was a little less sexual. 
factual. I, don't make it was weird. It? Yeah. Don't make yes, it no, weird. I, I also respect listen. your mom. I just am allowed yes. to be like, ooh. From a spectator's know. standpoint, Mike was moving a lot in the hips. Yeah. Katie had a lot of shoulder I mean, she was Thank talking about soaking so it and cinnamon Thank stuff. You so much for helping me speak my truth. Anyway, these are these are a specialty flavor, so they're like cinnamon sugar, and the, instead of a cracker, it's a graham cracker. But what oh. is GoPuff? Oh, GoPuff is um, it's uh, if you need stuff delivered, but it's basically stuff you would get on like a CVS run. So I'm sure you can. It's like oh, what Grubhub yes. is doing now with like Grubhub Goods, I think it's called. But yeah. GoPuff is just straight up like, do you need a coffee in a can and um. Like travel like, toothpaste. Yes. Travel toothpaste or a bunch of or something you don't need, but we'll put it in a package and sell it to you. And you're like, yes, I do need six. Those right. six nail polishes. And I need them right now. <laughs> so GoPuff is like where we Dan and I will use it for like late night snacks um, mm. and all that nonsense. And these are one thing that I have fallen in love with. And I know that you at least Gojo, I know you're a connoisseur of flavor. And so I wanted to make sure that you. Listen, if Legally Addictive is not already sponsoring the business woman that is Katie Nolan, mm. remedy that situation mm -hmm. immediately, if not sooner, and also sponsor this podcast. Just like me, part cracker, all cookie. Bam! Wow, that is how you stick the landing right there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Katie Nolan. I'm sorry you can I check talked her so out. much. No, sorry. don't, apo don't apologize. Watch baseball with her. She's on Friday night, Apple TV Plus. This weekend, again, she's going to be in Tampa at with Tampa at Seattle, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's free. Everybody can watch it, Katie. Everybody can, and everybody should watch it. Baseball is cool, even if it doesn't seem like it's been cool recently. It's cool, and we're going to, I don't want to say make baseball cool again, but if I were to say something like that, that's where I would say it, you know? Katie, we love you. Thank you for coming and spending time with I us. I'm so happy you guys have a podcast. I'm so honored that you invited me on it. Um, if you ever need anything, just, you know, text me. I love you both so much. You're the greatest. And oh this is gosh, very exciting. You. you didn't say that. You didn't say I love you and mean it like you used to on your other podcast. Well, that's, you know why? It's proprietary. Well, I just feel like it wasn't mine. I didn't invent it. And people okay, are starting true, to say true. that it's mine. And I'm like, you don't that's have to true. get I mad. Apologize. No, that's no, it's me. okay. I do love you and I do mean it. And I will say it because uh, I'm not afraid. And you did I, invent I don't it. Want... Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't invent it. All cracker, part cookie. Yeah. Man. No, part cracker, all cookie. It's important. That's an important oh, distinction. Bad, bad, I ain't all bad. cracker. I'm part <laughs> cracker. Part cracker. All my cookie. Bad, my bad. My bad. All cookie. Tell me how you really feel. I just did on accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was Framingham. Oh, Brandon. Brandon. What'd you do? No, you don't get to you don't get to run away. You don't get to edit this out. <laughs> Leave it in. No, you okay, okay. don't. Framingham 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 Ham. Framingham. Framingham. Let me get this. Frammy man. <laughs> that was Framingham. No. Framingham's own. Most imitated. Frammy nominated. 
hotel accommodated, cheerleader prom dated. Oh my god! Yeah, you're doing great. Is it Framingham? It's Framingham. Okay, Framingham man. That was Framingham, Massachusetts' own Katie Nolan. Mike, I wanted to come out of the interview and talk to the people real quick because uh, in this slew of newness that my world is brought into, is yours as well, podcasting on a daily here at DraftKings Network. Uh, I don't know. I just threw network in there. That's not what it is. Brandon, if you cut a single solitary bit of this out, I swear to God, I am unfriending you. I will not talk to you tomorrow. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay, go. I'm I'm saying I'm I'm re editing, rewatching that interview, I was just like, oh my God. Like this all is real. Like I'm actually doing a podcast with Mike and like People are coming in like Katie is so it's my relationship with Katie, your relationship with Katie. Like that was such a a crazy conversation. And I I feel like I was just sitting back, just kind of pinching myself like, oh, my God, like we are really like embarking on a on a podcasting journey. Like this is going to be this is going to be quite the thing. We hope. I mean, listen, it's certainly it's certainly been a very fun start to the thing. And that was kind of what you and I always talked about with this, right? Like bringing our friends who happen to just be people that are doing some pretty remarkable things into chat is kind of the point of all of this. And so it's nice to get to the point on day three. I know, but man, like, like Stu Goss is tweeting at me, like, wait, this by the way, graphics, this quote I, graphics. I, I just want to congratulate you. Because it took you all of two days for your take to get aggravated, put on a quote, quote graphic, and now I see you getting like quote tweeted and stuff on Twitter and on Instagram. Like, how does it feel, man? To already, it only took you two days. Like, I'm still searching for the take that is going to get me out there, and you calling James Harden a scammer has now already launched a thousand ships. <laughs> Oh, we all, we're all just getting started. We're literally going to be like quotes from our podcast are going to be like uh, those uh, ball sack quotes. <laughs> like, did somebody really say that? That's that's how you know you'll have really made it, by the way. If what you said gets quote gets uh, uh, quote paneled by ball sack sports and oh, people man. have to wonder like, man, did Brandon really say that? Or are we getting ball sacked here? We're getting we're sacked getting right now. Sacked. I think it's called getting sacked, getting sacked. Okay, getting sacked. Anyways, I, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll be saying stuff. I'll be listening to stuff. Listen, when I get behind the sticks in this podcast, I try to cut out the majority of things that I say because I don't like, I'm just saying I sound stupid a lot of times. But it's just crazy that this is real. Like, I, I'm just, I can take, I can take this Wednesday and, and take a step back and be like, damn. And that's what I'm doing. That's what you should do. Look at God, Brandon. I say it all the time. It's not a joke. If you just put your faith there, you see what will happen. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get to Katie in the interview that we just had. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to uh, take up the room and the fact that like everyone's like, yes, I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. It's interesting for us because we know Katie, but I also think about this just from the perspective of its utility and to hear from a person because we often don't get 
broadcasters and people that work in this who talk about how all this makes them feel as people. We talk about it with athletes a lot now. Like we just saw some stuff today and we'll get to in this, that, and the third with Brian Tannehill who talked about opening up about how difficult this last postseason was for him and how hard he took that loss and, you know, his battles with mental health around that. Like we talk about it with the athletes, but you know, for everyone else, this is supposed to be about all of us being more honest with that. And so, you know, hearing Katie talk very honestly about the way that hearing from people outside of the booth, people that are watching and consuming the game affects her, I think is important because it's a good reminder. We do this with athletes all the time, Brandon. I will never forget when Eddie Lacy came out and talked about how his deal, uh, his difficulty dealing with weight issues when he was in the NFL, when for a lot mm. of people, for a lot of us who had made jokes about that, it was a reminder that even for us who come from the side of having played and having been in those instances where it's us and our friends being made fun of or being belittled, like every once in a while you forget because we all get a little detached. And I think sometimes it's easy to feel removed. And, and so we get these reminders and I hope they help someone out there just for a second at some point pause before they say something the next time and go, oh wait, that's just a person who might not be having a great day. Or that's just a person who's trying to do their job. Maybe I'll lighten up on them a little bit today. And it's not to say we'll always have that restraint. Lord knows I don't. But every once in a while, it makes me pull back when I hear someone talk openly like that, that we cover, that we work with, and right. just kind of extend them that little bit of grace. Yeah, someone for me, it's like, uh, I feel like I say so much, wild stuff behind closed doors that's like okay what am i moving to that file and then what of that file do i need to move to the trash folder and just delete all together yep right and it's i think it's constantly putting those ideas and thoughts in your trash file and kind of resetting <clears throat> that will make it better and easier for everyone to exist and listen and you know oh do jokes need to get smarter yeah let's 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 try you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a, but there's a bunch of there's a bunch of white rappers out here uh, omitting a, a specific word that is, is very popular in some other rap songs. So you know, just yeah. just give it the old college try. When people tell us they don't like something and it doesn't make them feel good, the best thing we can do as human beings is maybe at the bare minimum try and choose our words a little bit better. It ain't yeah. that hard. I promise. I, I, and one thing I loved about Katie as well is that or her openness about struggling up until this point, like outside of like stepping into the booth uh, after all that she's been through uh, on these Twitter streets and in this industry uh, that is as cutthroat as the, the games and the, the uh, leagues that we're, that we're covering. Um, so I just, I, I appreciate her honesty. She's always been an inspiration for me uh, just trying to own however you're feeling and just kind of continue to do the job through it. Well, big ups to Katie, man. We do really appreciate her coming by. We hope everyone enjoyed that interview and hopefully we'll get a chance to do some more stuff like that. But uh, Brandon, you know what we got time to do right now? Ooh, is it that time? It is that time. It's this, that, and the third, Brandon. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> there does add, feel like there music. needs to be like a funky beat right there, like yeah. something underneath right that. I don't know. Just we're just we're just spitballing. We're just spitballing right now. Again, day three, day three, baby steps. All right, Brandon, this to start off with. And speaking of, we just said his name. Ryan Tannehill was asked about 
their rookie uh, draft pick Malik Willis at quarterback out of Liberty. Obviously slid further in the draft. A lot of people thought he was going to be a first rounder. Ryan Tannehill, the current starter there and the Tennessee Titans, said, quote, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. Talking about Malik Willis. Now, again, he said he was not aware that they were going to pick a quarterback in that draft, but he still called Malik after the draft and congratulated him and did all that. And and listening to the larger quote on this, Brandon, it's not like he was being as harsh as it might sound like if you just see that part there. He said, you know, Malik's going to be in the quarterback. We're going to be watching the same tape. We're going to be grinding for the same job. If he learns stuff from me along the way, great, but I don't think it's my job to be a mentor is what we hear. He was asked so where are you at on that notion I think that's the common thing to say we've seen it with Ben Roethlisberger recently Joe Flacco when Lamar Jackson was drafted uh it's it's not completely uncommon I I'm trying to think of who has like put their arm around uh like is Ryan Fitzpatrick like People that are more well, in I mean, touch you, with their you, mortality in the league at you, that position. You had well, and you know, it can vary by position, but you had that moment in the draft um on Bleacher Report with Adam Lefko and Jason Kelsey from the Eagles, where he saw them draft Ryan Jurgens, the center out of Nebraska, and you could tell Lefko was kind of tiptoeing up to it and said, Oh, they drafted a center. And Kelsey jumped right in and said, Oh no, I I knew they were going to make this pick, and I hoped they were. And he said, of all the centers I have scouted in the recent drafts, I, he basically admitted, he said, the Eagles have asked for my help on looking for a center. I've been watching tape with them and helping them, and this is the guy I like most, and I look forward mm. to helping and working with him. Like, that is incredible, and it was really yeah. special to hear. And, like, when I got to, my, you know, when I was a rookie and I went to training camp with the Steelers, I obviously didn't make that team. Things didn't go according to plan, but I am always indebted to a guy in Ramon Foster who, like me, had been an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee, but unlike me, spent a decade-plus playing guard for the Steelers and playing it really well, but felt like Amazing. it was his, his duty to take all the undrafted guys out to dinner to say, hey, if you need anything from me, if you need to learn work habits, if you need to hug up on a vet, I'm going to be your guy. I kind of agree with the Ryan Tannehill model here, though, where I didn't walk in expecting anyone to do that, and I don't think that should be the case. You know, it's your job as a young guy to go in there to try and find someone who you want to mimic or someone whose work habits you do want to adopt and to learn what you can. And if it happens, great. Like, it is awesome when guys decide to do that, but I don't think it's something that Ryan Tannehill should be getting as much crap for as I think he is. Especially now at that position. Uh, you know what I mean? It's different from offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all win together, linebacker crew, safety, DB, like all that. But that that one-man job, and there's just not enough – there's not enough of that at all in the league, period. But it's, it's you're not going to find it at the quarterback position. A, even though Ryan Tannehill, like, duh. <laughs> even though you've got to be looking around. Well, especially, and again, he talked about how tough that playoff run was on him, that early exit. And so it, it, this is a guy who, again, we all you know want to extend a little bit of grace to in that spot yeah. if we've got the opportunity. Here's I that. Patriots fans don't. Probably not. Brandon, here's that. The Browns are pursuing Catherine Raish, and I hope I'm pronouncing that the right way. It's got the accent over the I which I'm a bit unfamiliar with here. 
but the Cleveland Browns, she is currently the Eagles vice president of football operations. She's already the highest ranking female in a football executive position in the NFL. She worked with Browns GM Andrew Barry, and he is presu- uh, uh, reportedly pursuing her for, quote, an undisclosed high-ranking position where she would, quote, essentially serve as the Browns assistant general manager, according to Tony Grassi at thelandondemand.com. And Brandon, it's awesome because to see a woman tracking where she could eventually, it looks like based on this trajectory, become the first G, you know female GM in the NFL potentially is incredible. Yeah. And to continue to have these opportunities is clearly a testament to the job that she has already done on all this. Obviously, the discomfort for me in this situation comes with the fact that this would be stepping into an organization that just employed Deshaun Watson as his, their quarterback, who had the 10 allegations of sexual impropriety that have followed him that are now civil suits. We know the criminal charges were dropped. Those were put away. And there's still the 22 pending civil cases in all of this. But Brandon, I, I, it just... It's one of those things that you you always want to see the right thing happen and yeah. her having these opportunities is the right thing, but knowing there may come a time, and again, we don't know how, you don't hear the assistant GM speak often, it's not all that, but it's just one of those spots where, man, it feels like someone getting put in an uncomfortable position when the timing of this is what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation because I think the most important thing is the opportunity. Right. And that comes so far and few in between, especially at that position in the NFL. But then you look at the job. And it's just not. I don't know. Well, I'm, I, it's it, very, I'm very sensitive to the to the whole conversation of of, you know, like like Katie talked about, like, you know, jobs don't come easy in Period, especially in jobs that you want. Well, right? No, so, and and like, I mean we talk about you... them for minority candidates often. I mean we have this conversation around minority candidates, blackhead coaching candidates who have difficulty coming by these positions, and that certainly goes the same for women who just got added to the Rooney Rule this year. As far as the way that that is processed and hiring a woman counting into that process, so yeah, absolutely, those are limited opportunities at times to come by. Right. The 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 Rooney suggestion. Uh, also, uh, the uh, B- Brian Wright, when he got named president of the Fush- Washington football team, J- Jason time, Wright, Jason Wright, oh, Jason Wright, excuse me, sorry, Jason Wright got named. I was happy to see a black guy in that chair, but th- that team, that those scandals, like that history, like it, it, it was, it's the same type of feeling for me right now. It's like. I, it, it, it I wish makes, there was another opportunity and you have to take the, the job, but like, I, I don't, it's, it's tough sledding. It's not set up to succeed. It it's, will, it's, set, it's set up to fail. And it makes you feel uncomfortable because especially when Jason Wright and when Ron Rivera got brought over there, it felt like you were coming to be the face and distract, not, you know, both deserve to be there by their own merits, but based on the optics of the situation, it's like you're coming in to have to answer for what somebody else has done in that regard. And that part of it sucks because no one should be shouldered with that and no one's moment should be 
lessened or dulled by the circumstances around them that may make it appear one way when it's really the other. So this is something that, again, I hope hap- I hope happens for her if it's what she truly wants. This trajectory continues to be a positive one for her, but this is what's going to happen with damn near everything with the Browns now because of the decision they made. I understand in the court of law he is not guilty, but we also understand all of the very complicated circumstances around Deshaun Watson that are going to make everything that the Browns do in situations like this very uncomfortable for everyone to process so that is going to be a difficult part of this and maybe she's so football minded that she's thinking we got Deshaun Watson I'm gonna win a Super Bowl you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like maybe maybe she's maybe she's results oriented and, and she and that's what and that's where she's at and it's a it's it's everyone else that has to stomach it. Um but the yeah. reality is it just it's just un it's unfortunate. Yeah, I can say I'm not going to try and get in her mind on this. That's that's not a, you know, that's not a place that I I I think we can go, but it's it's just again kind of emblematic of what that one move does to everything that happens with the Browns from here on out. So yeah. Let's get to the third on this one, Brandon. We talked so much yesterday about Jordan Addison and the situation going on in the transfer portal. And by the way, he reportedly did enter the transfer portal. So now he's got that potential chance to either go back to Pitt or to transfer elsewhere. Now we are seeing college football coaches proposing a transfer window in the late fall and in the spring to help them with roster management around the portal. Todd Berry is the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, said Tuesday that his group would like two transfer windows for players to enter their names in the portal, one from the final day in November until early signing date in mid-December, and another from April 15th to May 1st. Both windows would coincide with contact periods in recruiting, and players wouldn't be required to transfer, only to enter the portal during those designated time periods. So that's something that we've heard a lot of since this all started, Brandon, is coaches understanding the genie's not going to go back in the bottle on this, but at the very least asking kind of like we see in professional sports, can we get some designated time periods? And we've seen designated time periods for operations in recruiting since the dawn of time for the most part. Yeah, I just think that needs to have a little bit more uh, uptick in frequency, like maybe once a quarter. You know, for the for the transfer windows, because I do understand teams trying to get their their coaches trying to get their teams set. You don't you don't know who you have and why you have it. And I think there can be some stink taken off of entering the transfer portal if you make it more frequent. And, you know, guys are moving around because I mean that's the reality of f- football. Anyways, we we didn't have a bunch of guys transfer in, but there was the team was constantly changing. Yeah, that's the only constant in a college football locker room every year, the churn out and the people coming in up underneath. It's gotten to a completely different level now, we know, but I I think something like this is probably going to end up helping everyone too, where if you're a player, you're not going to have to think about this all the time. You're not going to constantly, it's, all right, I can plan for when this window's coming up. If things really aren't going my way here, I know exactly when I can go and act this. So this is one of the areas I, I know everyone's trying to figure out the structure for all this right now and trying to fix the current world of college football. This is one of those things that I'd be comfortable with because it still doesn't limit agency. You're still transferring without penalty. You still have that same ability, and it's not trying to limit anyone's dollar amount. And to me, those are the things that really matter. That is this, that, and third, Brandon. That means 
we made it to the end of all this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We didn't talk. What do you say? Uh, well, yeah, whatever. NBA games. Y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all know the vibes. Well, I would say, listen, Bucks loss. NBA games. Dylan Brooks got ejected very early in the Warriors game and the Grizzlies Warriors game. And my first thought after what happened with Draymond Green, he got a flagrant two for coming upside the head of um, uh, Gary Payton uh, the second. The second. Yep. And my first thought was, oh well, Dylan Brooks has to start a podcast now. <laughs> He's going to pod. Uh, him him and Draymond need to come together for a podcast called Flagrant 2 and then just let it ride out from there. I don't oh, know what man. kind of personality Dylan Brooks has, if he can match Draymond's energy, but if he can, go off, man. Draymond's been yeah, sitting that, at like number two on the Apple charts all the last couple of days after that. That's true. Also, Flagrant 2 is already a podcast. Uh, Shouts out, out to Andrew Schultz. All right. There we okay, go. Get the frame too. Yeah. Right, I stand corrected there. So that... Is certainly we'll have plenty more time on the NBA, but again, today kind of a unique day with Katie Nolan. So hope you enjoyed that. If you did, leave us a five-star rating. Maybe throw a review in there. Make sure you go ahead and hit the automatic download button on your friend's phone. Steal it from your loved ones and make sure you give them the gift of this podcast. Thanks for coming by. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>